You can't blame her for being afraid. Grey Wind doesn't like her uncle either. He bares his teeth and growls anytime Sir Rolf comes near him. Send him away, Rob! What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, as always, will be my brother. We are reading Storm of Swords. What's up, guy? I'm Zach. What up? This guy can't give my fucking name. Douche. Whoa. Anyway, if you joined us before... Thank you for coming back. If you haven't, we are full spoiler. That's your warning at the top of the show. We like to talk about the series as a whole, not just this particular chapter. And if you were listening last time, we were reading Arya 2. Arya 2. And Arya, Hot Pie, and Gendry continuing their little run from River Run, or toward River Run from Harrenhal. Excuse me. Figure your shit out. Uh, had stopped in a dead man's garden to pick Pete. some vegetables. Dead, Pete. Old Pete, yeah. yeah. And came upon... Not yet named, but the Brotherhood Without Banners. Yeah, yeah. Lem and Tom Seven Strings and Angoy. Angai. The Archer. Ang- the Archer. And they led him, them back to the inn of the Kneeling King, where Jamie and Brienne have just recently visited with Sir Cleos, where they failed to fall into the trap laid out by Husband. Nah, I get the fuck out of here. Because Husband was not nearly on the level he needed to be to capture such... Arya noticed the skiff that Brienne and Jamie and Cleos had arrived in and traded for horses was docked and wanted to take it. And when Lem told her that he was basically giving her an IOU for their three horses because they need them to fight the king's wars. Didn't Tom give her the IOU? It was Tom, not yeah. Lem, right, yeah. Tom, uh, she told Tom that they're no better than crooks and instead of his IOU, fuck you, I want the skiff out there. Everyone laughed, and then a new contingent arrived, and one of them Arya recognized as Harwin, son of Hullin, who used to lead her pony around the yard at Winterfell. And it was an emotional reunion. And Arya, very panicked, calls out for him, and luckily he does recognize her. Arya underfoot? And he takes a knee, and for the first time in Arya's, since she's left King's Landing and been separated from her family, has openly been named as Arya Stark, Lady of Winterfell. Yeah, man, but this chapter, this episode, is not about... Mama Stark, do-do-do-do-do-do. It is about Mama Stark. It is about (laughs) Catelyn, not Arya. And last we left Catelyn, she was waiting for any kind of news about Jamie and Brienne, whether they made the escape, and Edmure came to talk to her. Well, she was arrested basically told that they need to punish her but she is still lady of river run and so to that end she was confined to quarters uh but she asked to be confined with her father lord hoster which they agreed to and she did not have freedom of the castle she was free to go to the sept and that was it so yeah she was waiting she starved of any news and edmure had returned home speaking of a, ba- a battle won and fought and how he was just thrilled with himself. So happy about it. And how he had sent out and completely ruined Catelyn's plan by saying that Jamie Lannister was not released by Catelyn. He escaped and she had no involvement in it. And so now there will be no talk of her daughter's trade, being returned right. and it's just bullshit. Edmure fucks everything. And way more than he realized. But we're, that was pretty much it, I believe, for yeah. that chapter. Yeah. This we're reading chapter. Catelyn too. Yeah. 
and this one we pick up, Catelyn knew that Rob had arrived as soon as she heard the kennels erupt in He's noise. He's back. Because only Grey Wind's scent would cause the dogs to go into such a frenzy. And she thinks that he'll come to see me. Edmure, we learn, hadn't returned since his first visit, instead preferring to spend his days with Mark Piper and Patrick Malister listening to Ryman the Rhymer sing of the Battle of the Stone Mill. So Edmure's jerking himself off with his buddies yeah. about their great victory. But she thinks Rob is not Edmure. Rob will come and see me. Rob is most fucking certainly not Edmure. Not my dear. Yeah, geez Louise. <clears throat> Excuse me. And otherwise, she kind of just lays out how not much has changed in River Run in the last few days or weeks, however long it's been that she's been confined to quarters. It had rained for days to match her mood. Cat's so dour. I yeah, love it. Yeah. And uh, Hoster has basically woken up long enough to, Tansy, forgive me. And then he goes back to sleep. Hell yeah, he's living the life. Yeah, man, man he's he's right there at the end of his life, so that's that's about it. Edmure shunned her, and Sir Desmond Grell still denied her freedom of the castle, though he at least had the decency to seem shamed about it. Uh, the return of Robin Rygar did serve to lift her spirits slightly. It seemed they had walked back soaking wet. Which I think that during the chapter with uh, Jamie's chapter where they sank the ship, we may have claimed that they're dead. Like, they're fucking... No, 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 huh? we were wondering, like, because we knew that, like, how many specifically had died, because, like, they kind of named that, like, I think the rock brushed one, one person, but, yeah, like, yeah. not seriously, and that, yeah, they were probably so, just in for a long trek back. Yeah, yeah. That, and so, so yeah, are, this, yeah, we got to confirm. Somehow, the Kingslayer had contrived to sink their galley and escaped. No notice, of, no mention of Brienne. Right. Because she's a woman, and she... Outsmarted them, type thing, I believe. Or well, that and she was the. It was rocks falling off the ridge, and they might not have seen very well her face, who she was, nah, things like that. I think but they, they should know she was there. I mean, I'm yeah. sure, of course, their hatred for Jamie is, of course, he, you know, set up some devious right. plot. But yeah, there's no mention that it was Brienne who actually sunk their boat. But Meister Vayman would not let Catelyn speak with those men. She wanted to ask them some questions, probably more. Right. About Brienne, right? How, what happened? How did you? Right. How did well, they like, fend you off? she's thinking that Jamie came up with that plan. So, like, fuck, is he in control now? Or right, what the fuck? right. Yeah. So, I'm sure she wanted to talk to him, but no, that was denied her. She noted something else of import as well. The day Edmure returned, a few hours after her and his argument, she had heard angry voices coming from the yard, and so she climbed to her little roof perch, and she saw knots of men gathered beside the main gate, along with horses saddled and bridled. And one of Rob's banners lay on the ground, the dire wolf, and one night turned his horse and trampled over the dire wolf as they rode for the gate and several others followed. Cat wonders if Edmure somehow slighted them, but thinks she sees Sir Perwin Frey and his half-bastard brother, his bastard half-brother, Martin Rivers, but it's hard to be sure. Close to 40 men poured out of the gates that day, all told, and they did not return. Yeah, so they just received the news that... Rob got married. Rob was married. So on the day that Edmure returned, he knew. Yeah. So almost credit to him for being able to keep that a secret he doesn't from care. his sister. But yeah, he really doesn't He's bathing it. in the glory. He doesn't see... Exactly. He's still so yeah. caught up with his own victory at the stone mill. She tried to get Master, Maester Vyman to tell her, but he was like, yo, I'm just here for Oster Tully, man. Like, and I'm not supposed <laughs> to say anything. And she, but she thinks, but now Rob's back. He'll forgive me. He must forgive me. He is my son. And Arya and Sansa are his blood as much as mine. 
he will free me, and I will know what happened. And so by the time Sir Desmond Grell came to fetch her, she yeah. was already bathed, dressed, had her nice hair combed out, okay. looking dapper. But she's wondering if she had lost two sons or three. Yeah, Sir Desmond says that Rob's returned from the West, my lady, and commands you attend him in the Great Hall. And yeah, here it comes, her moment. And so the hall is crowded when they enter. Every eye is on the dais, but Catelyn recognizes the sigils based on the way people are dressed. She sees Lady Mormont, Great John, and his son, Jason Malister and Titus Blackwood. She thinks that half of them would want to hang her. The other half would politely avoid their uh, avert their eyes. But she also has the uneasy feeling that someone's missing from the hall. Yeah, man. Cat is She doesn't on technically it. know yet, but she's got a feeling. It's yeah, it's that there's something missing here. You walk into a room and something's, something's moved, not, something's but you're like, right. what is what is and we know it's Greywind. Greywind right. is not in the hall. But Rob stood on the dais, a boy no longer, she thinks. War had melted all the softness from his face. He had shaved his beard, but his auburn hair fell uncut to his shoulders. The recent rains had left rust splotches on his armor, or, she thinks, perhaps their blood stains. And on his head was the sword crown that they had fashioned for him. He bears it more comfortably now. He bears it like a king. Yeah, man, so this is this whole scene is fucking cool. Uh, Rob is a badass. the lack of gray here. wind. But uh, I posed the question to you, but we'll do it again on air. Hell yeah, that's what we're here for. What changed with Rob? Is it just the marriage to Jane is suddenly giving him the confidence of a king? Or because something, he went away to the West, and now he comes back, and he's setting Catelyn up in this whole I think a lot of here. it, not to, you know put him under that thumb but a lot of it is the fact that he didn't have Catelyn with him the fact that when he left her side he didn't have that motherly confidant that he can you know confer with yeah so he's making these decisions with the great john and with these men and like he thought he was ready for that and like he's doing a bang-up job he had it good to go edmure fucks everything but I think it's having that on his shoulder, the pressure that that brings, taking an arrow, actually being wounded, even if it does lead to, you know, an infection is what brings him down bad. But having that, you know, battle wound. Elephant in the room, everything about the Westerlings is sketch as fuck in this chapter. Yeah, so never before in a reread have I been so off-put by the Westerlings. Mm, Same. A big part of me is convinced right now that they... They were planted by by uh, yes t- the Lannisters. Yes. I, yes. I, we haven't touched this at all, no. you and I yet. But yeah, we'll get um, into it as we as we get to them. We get to but, meet them yeah. but Edmure is currently the one speaking, and he is again getting praise. Speaking of his victory at the Stone Mill, yeah, Rob is praising his victory. He's standing head bowed as Rob is, you know, saying you know something about the Stone Mill. Many men died, but he then jests, you know. Lord Tywin and the Lannisters must have had their fill of the Northmen and the Rivermen because they ran. So and... everyone laughs, but not Rob. Nope. At all. 
and like I think that's important because it's going to tie into when they do the reveal on Edmure in the end of the chapter of no that was all a fucking show just to make sure that you hold some power here within your whole your own keep we should have spanked you we should have bent you the fuck over the king's knee and had somebody come and spank you like a fucking child but Rob goes on saying that the Lannisters will march again take the field against him and that there are yet more battles to come and they all again start shouting king of the north king of the trident and fists pound and Slowly, Catelyn is noticed, and a hush grows around her, but she holds her head high and thinks that it is Rob's judgment that matters. So she has, she is brought forward by Sir Desmond Grell, and she sees Blackfish on the dais. Blackfish. And that gives her comfort. And uh, a boy, she also then notes, the Westerlings. A boy she doesn't know seems to be acting as Rob Squire. And beside him are five others that Cat doesn't recognize. And at first she's like, prisoners? Yeah, Why the fuck would they right. be on the dais <laughs> with him? That's weird. So Euthrates Wayne banged his staff as he announces Cat. And uh, looking at Rob, she sees not anger, but apprehension. And she's like, what would he have to be afraid so, of? So here we go. He dreads telling his mother. I think a lot of it is the apprehension here is... The, he's rehearsed this. The ploy, yeah. This he's hoping he nails this. He's rehearsed this over and over. It kind of reminds me of, and this is what starts to worry me, uh, Sansa with Cersei being scripted on how to act, what to say, what's expected of you, and he has this role he has to play for his mother, the one who knew him you the best before You think he was scripted he by the Westerlings? I, who, I mean, I suppose. Pose. I feel like he did it himself. See, I think a big part of it would be the blackfish as well. You know, your mother needs to know how can you, you know, she's going to. But otherwise, would he con- contrive this whole thing on I think so. with the Because he's so, or? I think Rob is so shamed because no, he knows what happens with Walder Frey from right, here. Right, right. That I think this is his own doing. I think. You think this is 100% I do. Him? I do think this is just him contrived. I feel like if. They started coaching Rob. That'd be too heavy-handed, and even Rob would be yeah, smart yeah, enough yeah. to be like, they're trying to dictate how I tell my mother. And no, I think this is Rob. His shame and his he knows he fucked up by doing the, the Ned Stark so, honorable thing. With that in mind, then that means that this would be fucking this is player worthy, like right. shit that he's doing right here. Like this is all, and I that's why say, I asked that question of like, what the fuck happened? Is it just that you know he got laid and it, suddenly well, he's like, say, fuck yeah, man? With that, I think it's uh, thinking on that. He's he's going head to head against Tywin Lannister as a strategist. He's he's studied minor shit with Lewin growing up and under his father, but not battle tactics. Yeah, and so it, it seems to me like if he. If he didn't get, as she'll mention later, he's so young. If he didn't have that inexperience, he wouldn't have had the, you know, w- he wouldn't have slept with Jane Westerling. And with that, otherwise I think he could have evolved into a fairly decent strategist. He had good plans here that I'm sure were pretty well, big. I, I, and I think that's more evidence to the fact that the Westerlings are a plant because that's Tywin's experience. He's a boy, right? Like, right. He's a boy, and, and he's mentioned that he's he's called him a boy. Yeah, before. yeah, right. And so that that would completely make sense. And uh, but I do think that he's it's part of his growth of going against Tywin. He's kind of learned that that had to have that edge. So you know, 
it's interesting. But Blackfish leapt off the dais, always the black sheep of the family, not one to give a shit what other people thought. He rushes up and pulled Cat into her arms, and when he said, It is good to see you home, Cat, she had to fight to keep her composure, and she just whispers, You too, to him. Mother. And Cat looks up at her son, her kingly son. Tall, kingly son, excuse me. Yeah, he's getting he's getting big. And she says, Your Grace, I prayed for your safe return. I heard you were wounded. And he says, An arrow through the arm, storming the crag. It healed well, though. I had the best of care. Yeah, he did, man. And she says, The gods are good, then. They've told you what I've done. She takes a deep breath to say to herself and yeah. says, Let's just fucking rip it off. They've told you what I've done. Did they tell you my reasons? He's like, Yeah, the girls, my sisters, the, the Sansa and Arya. I had five children. I now have three. And he starts right here. Like, it's so quick where he starts laying into it with uh, he, him saying, Like, I understand. Oh, no, that's he no, doesn't yeah, say no, until yeah. after Karstark yeah, steps cause forward. Yeah, Karstark's like, Ah, uh, yeah. I had some, too. Yeah, and I have one son who once had three. You robbed me of my vengeance. I love Kat's turn here, where she just, like, coolly, calmly looks at him and goes, they died in battle, yo. You can't bring them back. Like, what are you talking about? They they died a warrior's death. You're an idiot. Um, hmm. Mm-mm. What do you mean, mm-mm? Karstark is absolutely right here. Oh, no, absolutely. Like this... I'm seeing Kat saying this. Because the fact that she's getting off the hook with no... Because of the fact that Rob is using it as a, oh, well, now she can't be mad at me. Right. And so, yeah, she's getting completely off the hook with no, no repercussions she says, whatsoever. yeah, the Kingslayer's dying would not have bought life for your children. His living may buy life for mine. And he says, Jamie Lannister played you for a fucking fool. You've bought a bag of lies. Nothing more. And my Eddard and my Torin deserve better of you. Yeah, like, she freed the fucking most high-value prisoner they had in a blind gamble. Out of grief. Out of grief. Understand. I, no, I'm not like, justifying what but she did. this chapter is the complete unraveling of Rob between his marriage and this, the way this is handled. He's going to lose not only in this chapter the phrase, the but the car starts. Yeah. This is the start of that. Because I believe it's the next chapter where she, he, he kills the, the fucking kids. It's absolutely like the decimation of Rob here is where this starts. And we see at the end he flounders in his... Decision is that he has to get Lord Frey back on his side. Right. That's his current ace in the hole, which is, we know, the downfall of Rob. And so, yeah, this whole chapter is, the beginning is both of, of them. Cat the... and Rob. And right, because well, they both go down to Corey, the same... I think he says the, the their words should be hypocrites are coming because they are both the most hypocritical. Because yeah. these two are more concerned about each other than about the Lords. and. Right. That Catelyn even says that. It's Rob's judgment who matters. Really, darling, it isn't. It's the lords around you and what they think of Rob's judgment of you and whether or not they're going to follow him. Karstark isn't going to take this slight. His kids were killed as well so, by the same family. Like, why are your children more important than mine is what it question, comes down to. Do you think that he would have retained the Karstarks had he 
hung, beheaded cat as a traitor for release. I don't think they Karstark would have wanted her hung or killed. Imprisoned? S- right. Sent somewhere away from the war. Get the fuck away from the bat- the war front. It's no place for a lady anyway, let alone the king's mother who's over his shoulder and then free. No. Send her the fuck away. She needs to go to... So, I mean, they have nowhere safe, really, but fucking send her away. I don't think it would be, like, let's go kill her. I mean, I think in this moment he might have called for it because he's fucking hot. But, no, I think Karstark isn't demanding that Catelyn be killed, but punished for freeing him. She robbed him of his vengeance. He's absolutely right. Jamie Lannister should have sat in that fucking cell until this war was over. Absolutely. And either he was beheaded at the end of it or, or traded for a prisoner in, in or possession. whatever. Right. And I'm sure Karstark would have been fine with that had it been done at the end of the war as a prisoner exchange the way things are done. But no. And she like and so both of them and she Kat got off and Rob, free and both of them do and right. like because yeah and well so continuing yeah she uh, he and Great John cuts in here and says Karstark chill out it was a mother's folly and Karstark's like a mother's folly I call it treason and then Rob there you go. stops but, yeah, right that, right there. that's He's like, the ah, truth no no, no and he he tells them uh, he looks at you know after cutting him off and saying you know it was done out of grief. And he tells Catelyn, love's not always wise. I've learned it can lead us to great folly, but we follow our hearts wherever they take us. Don't we, mother? And he just completely singles her out and forces her to agree with that. Did I skip something on you? Uh, you keep going. Yeah. Uh, nope, I'm I, with you. I'm on the train. He's good. He's back. He's yeah. here. Yeah, no, it's the trap he set for her the whole thing. Yeah, I just, this is the she, I just wanted to note that she, when he says enough to Karstark, she notes that for an instant he sounded more like Brandon than oh, right, Eddard. Yeah, yeah. The hothead, the, hot the anger. Head, like, the angry, yo, don't you be talking right, about my mama. Right, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just thought that was a little important bit to note mm-hmm. that Maybe it's not the Ned Stark honor that's necessarily driving That's the Grey Wind that's speaking through, man. Yeah, a little more would be fucking nice. Yeah. But um, Catelyn, yeah, Catelyn says, if my heart has led me here, then I will make whatever amends I can to both you and Lord Karstark. This right here is where his plan should, for me, I think, have begun to unravel for Catelyn. She's known him his entire life, including the time as a king, except for when he went away. She knows whether he's lost love. Like, she would have heard rumors. She would have been aware as her, you know, her oldest child, whether he's, you know, oh, he's with this girl right. here. He just said, I, we, I know, I've learned what it can mean to lose in, like... Well, though, like, he says that because Karstark shoulders his way from the hall, and Rob says, Mother, you must forgive him. Like, he's angry, he lost his kids. And she says, I will if you forgive me. And he says, I already have. I know what it is to love so greatly you can think of nothing else. Right. She would know right, if he right, was right, bad. Right, right, like, right. That's that puppy but love where, like, you're staring out your bedroom This window. is her wanting to forgive him, so she's associating it to Bran and Rickon. Like, or home. Oh, I guess uh, yeah, that completely makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she's... And I thought that, too, that, like, Kat, you would know that, like, He's Rob's love lost. life. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I got to assume that in her willingness to forgive him already that she's thinking Brandon Rickon and Rob's like alright we must talk of my uncle and other things and tells Euthrates to call an yeah. end which he does and everyone moons for the door 
And it's then that it hits Cat. Yeah, no Grey Wind. Grey Wind who's missing. The wolf the is not The fuck? Here. And she notes that he's not at Rob's side where he belongs. But before she can ask him why, she just gets bombarded by all the people that want to at least save face with the king and show that they support her and her decision of grief because she's just a woman. Um, I disagree. I Some... think Lady Mormon is a thousand percent legit. She comes up and grabs Cat's hand, hand and she's like, yo, Cersei had two of my kids. I'd do the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was... You good girl. Some of them are, are and then, yeah, okay with uh, it and, like, express... Great John came up and lifted her and just said, he didn't you know, give a fuck. your wolf pup mauled the Kingslayer once. So, can... Should we point out how similar Rob and Great John are to John and Tormund? <laughs> and that the Great John is just Rob's Tormund. He's yeah, the he's big essentially bear. a wildling. He's, the, he's yeah, he's exactly They're not like so a different after all. Uh, yeah, uh, after the great John, it was Galbert Glover and Jason Malister who were cooler, and Jonas Bracken who was almost icy, but their words were courteous enough. Her brother was last, saying that he hopes she knows that he, of course, prays for the girls as well. And You're Kat a stupid cunt. Kisses here. him on both cheeks and says that, of course, and she loves him for it. And the words are done, and the hall is empty, save for Rat, Rob, Cat, Blackfish, Edmure, and the six strangers. The six strangers. And Cat politely asks, are you new to my son's cause? Who the fuck are you? New, but fierce in our courage and loyalties, as we hope to prove to you, my lady. Red flag number one. Why is it Catelyn you need to prove it to? Because you understand that she's going to be the world weary wise right. one who and whispering in Rob's you ear. need to be weary of, that she's the one who's going to say, Rob, keep these people at arm's distance, so you need to prove yourself first to Catelyn. That's just sketchy number one, or it could be polite. I don't, you know, I don't know, the Westerlings. Yeah, so the first person introduces Lady Sybil, the wife of Gowan Westerling, Lord of the Crag. And Gowan was captured at the Whispering Wood with Jamie Lannister. Uh, they're loyal to House Lannister. Yeah, Cat. It hits her then. She's like, "Yeah, Westerling. Okay, a minor house sworn to Lannister. Yeah." Next is Sir Rolf Spicer, Sybil's brother, and Castellan of the Crag when we took it. And then there's Sybil's and Gawain's children: Reynold Westerling, a knight. Sir Reynold. Yep. Uh, Alenya. Who is just a little a little girl. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't catch the age or anything. No, but... she's just a tiny thing. She does a little curtsy. She's the Antichrist. And then Rollum Westerling. Rollum Westerling. Uh, Rob Squire, the new kid. He starts to kneel to Catelyn and then realizes no one else does and bows. So he's a little Podrick Payne. Yeah. And Cat's just surprised as fuck that how the fuck did he win the Crags allegiance? Like they're loyal, they're a tiny house like right near Casterly Rock. But no wonder, yeah, because Casterly Rock does not suffer betrayals well. So no wonder he's got them here with him. And last came the maid, very shy, Lady Jane Westerling. Rob takes her hand and presents. Yes, Lady Jane Westerling, Lord Gawins, 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 Gawins' elder daughter, eldest daughter. Yeah, elder daughter. And his lady wife. And Kat's first thought is, that can't be. You're only a child. Yeah. And then immediately after that, and besides, you're pledged to somebody already. And that's when she's like, oh, shit. What have you done? What the fuck, Rob? And then it hits her. Folly's done for love. He has bagged me neat as a hair in a snare. (laughs) I seem to have already forgiven him. And her annoyance is mixed with a rueful admiration. The scene was staged with a cunning worthy of a mummer or a king. 
And Kat takes Jane, seeing nothing else to do, she takes Jane's hand, kissed the girl on each cheek, and welcomed her to both hall and hearth, a little colder than she intends at first. I have a daughter. And mm. Jane thanks her and promises to be a good true wife to Rob and as wise a queen as she can be. And Kat's like, oh yeah, queen. Oh shit, this pretty little thing is now queen. I gotta remember that. And Kat notes Jane's body thinking that at least she'll have no trouble bearing children. And so Lady Sybil is like, yo, this is dope and all, but I'm a little sleepy. So, like, why don't we all call it and Kat and Rob can, you know, chitty chat. She's been in that West Coast weed. Right, yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> She's got some jet lag. And Rob's like, hell yeah, you can talk to the steward, and he'll set you up in some rooms. And Admir's like, well, allow me to take you, my lady. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, they do. And when they're that, gone... Yeah, that leaves them just a minute or two to chat real quick. Cat's like, yeah, Jane's cool, but, uh, Tywin's? Sworn house? Maybe? Like, Westerling? Uh, and Rob's like, yeah, yeah, Lord G- uh, Godwin's at Seaguard, though. Now I gotta free him. So hopefully he's down, or else, you know, Jane lost the, you know, the whole, her home. We forever. didn't marry without his consent. Whoopsie! So, well, yeah, he says, and for love of me, Jane may have lost all. And she says, well, you have lost the phrase. His wince said all. He knew. He fucking knew what he did. And that's when Kat recalls the men in the yard, Perwin Frey, Martin Rivers. And she she asks, how many many swords came with you, bride, my boy? Yeah, like fucking 40, 50, 50, maybe a dozen nights. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, you remember when Frey gave you 3,000? Just to start? That was just foot. uh, A thousand mounted knights and near 3,000 foot. Yeah, that was just foot soldiers. Like, you also had a thousand mounted knights. And I like the little thought process she goes through right here where she's like, how could you be so stupid? You're just so... And then she's like, oh, yeah, you're young. No, that's later. Uh, She says... um, Because, yeah, uh, the, the, the amount of soldiers. Rob says, but Jane is beautiful and kind. And has a gentle heart. And she's like, it's swords you need, motherfucker. Not gentle hearts right now. Oh, and it is there. It's right there. Sorry, sure. dog. Sorry, wow. dog. Wow. I like mm. that line for the first. For the swords, not okay, the gentle hearts. that's okay. I didn't that's read the okay. next bit. I skipped my own notes. <laughs> Dick. She thinks, how could he be so young? Yeah. And I thought that was, it's funny that she's, like, after all that, she's realizing because of how well he played her as the king, she's like, fuck, he is still just this little... 16 year old like and you want to blame him but like this is like this is what twilight couldn't do man it's, <laughs> it's a romance that you just you love to see if it was legit if it's legit then it's legit i don't love to see but like <laughs> yes you do i you, don't you're a jerk you're a fucking heartless uh, jerk so rob cat asks how this came to be and rob oh my fucking god i took her castle and she took my heart <laughs> he's writing a song dude we took the crag by storm one night. The others were scaling the walls. I broke the gate with a ram. The main gate with a ram took an arrow just before. This was the interesting bit. Just before yeah. Sir Rolf yielded the castle to us. Was that the trigger to yield the castle? Was Rob getting shot so that way the setup could happen? So, I don't, Martin's words here, the way he writes this next bit while he's telling these parts with the them coming over is just really interesting because it does 
it leaves a lot of little like holes that could be interpreted a hundred different the wound ways. healed well enough but soon festered Jane had me taken to her own bed and nursed me till the fever passed. Who the fuck allowed that decision? That's what. Who the like, fuck is allowing Jane they... Poole to make decisions about the King of the North? Well, so they wouldn't have a maester at such a small place, right? Right, right, right. right. But yeah, wh- why? I mean, where is Great John? Where is Blackfish? Where are these men beside him? Did they give consent to this? Because it doesn't sound like it. It's strange that yeah, let's take him up there because that's the same thing when she, because he says that she she cared for him. He received the best care. And as he was recovering, it was with that care when he received the letter about right. Bran and Rickon. And that night, Jane came and gave him some extra comfort. So uh, that's he... the other point, is right. And then she was there that night that I received word of Bran and Rickon. Why wasn't she dismissed? Right. If someone's coming in with a report that serious, why was Jane Poole allowed to stay in that room? And... Fuck, man. Or I, Jane Westerling, Jane Poole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's not there. Jesus. No Jane Poole. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of questions that... And so, yeah, I was... The the, the timing of the Castellan... Uh, yeah, the, him catching up. the arrow right before. And then, yeah, her being present. Now, we talk a lot about Marjorie using sex as a weapon, Cersei using sex as a weapon, Mercy chapter with Arya using... Se- like, all these things. Right. Was she told... Hey, like we're going to yield. You need to love him. You need to sway him, and we will present that to, to Lord Tywin. And again, just a choice of words. He received the best of care. I mean, is that just because he got a little something, something on the side, or does Jane know medicine? Because she's a shy young maid, so younger than Rob, I would assume. So fourteen, maybe, maybe thirteen but probably 14 for Rob. So, you know, 14 years, maybe, if she's studying every day to learn medicine, she's able to provide the best of care at the crag. It's just uh, yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's, it's just weird volume. that this yeah. maid is the one taking care of the king. Yeah, it's, it's odd, but... Yeah, uh, Kat didn't need to be told what sort of comfort she provided him, and she was like, and you wet her the next day. And he's like, it was the honorable thing to do. Yeah. She'll make me a good wife, mother. And Kat's like, yeah, Frey's going to be pissed. So I just, I get the honor thing, but as a king, that's, that's no, there's different decisions that Let, need to be in You absolutely could have been like, I'm sorry, thank you for the care. I know I shouldn't have even potentially gotten you pregnant right now, but I can't marry you. I'm the king. Like, it just can't happen. Yeah. Sorry. Here, take some gold. Like, and I know that yeah, sounds um, terrible, but in, in this world, the way it is... I'm sworn to another. You're the king. Like, you... that That's an oath that you took that you were going to... You swore yourself to this other person. I know I just took your maidenhood, but, like, I... Right. You took this, your maidenhood this is with why, me. This is exactly why Rob is not one of, like, the contenders that I vibe to for. To actually fit for oh, king. For king, right. Because yeah. you can't, if you can't keep this oath, then, I mean, and it's a it's a relatively simple oath. Like, you know that you're betrothed to another. To just go and marry someone is just so counterproductive. Right, right. It's so, 
stupid. But Chalk it up to he admits that he's botched everything but the battles. If he had just listened to her about Theon and Kat's like, yeah, coulda, shoulda, woulda, whatever. What happened with the phrase, the ones he marched with? And he says, Sir Raymond is as dull-witted, is just dull-witted, and Black Walder is not named for the black of his beard. He went so far as to suggest that his sister would still wed a widower, and I would have killed him for that had Jane not begged mercy. And Kat's like, you've done them a huge insult, dude. And he says, well, I never meant to, but... Sir Ryman took all their strength with him. Karstark said I should fight him. And Kat's like, yeah, that'd be fucking great. Yeah, slaughtering Fighting your with own your own and missed them, enemies. The yeah. And then he says, Which well, is a funny little thing that she's talking about fighting within your own walls. Right. And, and then she, he says, I thought to arrange other marriages to suitable lords. Lord, uh, one from Manderley, Karstark, and... He says, if Lord Walder would be reasonable, and Kat's like, yeah, he ain't reasonable. That's what we've been, and we've heard nothing but that since we first heard about him. And then we met the motherfucker and saw how under-exaggerated he was. He's proud, he's prickly, he wanted to be grandfather to a king, and you've slighted his honor. And then you tried to offer him lesser houses, which is just going to piss him off more, because he's always been viewed as an upstart. And And Blackfish is like, yo, maybe we should... And, like, move somewhere else and do this. And Rob's like, yeah, I want some wine. <laughs> Great. That's a good habit to start, Rob. But then she finally asks, yo, where's where's your dire wolf? Where's Grey Wind? Ugh. Jane's scared of him. Yeah, yeah. And, and so are all the other Westerlings. So we, we keep him outside now. He's a bad dog. He is part of you, Rob. To fear him is to fear you. And Rob says, I am not a wolf no matter what they say. Perhaps if you had seen him kill the man at Oxcross, and Kat's like, I saw Bran's wolf rip out the throat of his assassin and loved him for it. And Rob says that Jane saw a knight she had known all her life savaged by Grey Wind. You can't blame her for being afraid. Grey Wind doesn't like her uncle either. He bares his teeth and growls any time Sir Rolf comes near him. Send him away, Rob! A chill goes through her. Yeah, dude. Like... She feels it to her bones, what these dire... Like, that's how much Cat is so believing in them. Again, now, Rolf is the one who gave up the castle after... Right, right after yeah, the Rob one who took yielded. an arrow, and he just gets growled at by Grey Wind. Clearly, there's something up there. All right. Clearly. Like, that's... That, that can't I mean, be a right, well, I mean, we, as readers, have the, you know overseeing eye to see everything. We know there's something to these wolves. We know that they're connected right. to these children. Sir Rolf is fucking sketchy. Like, You're yeah. bad news bears, dude. And Rob's like, yeah, I might have sent away a good night and Jane's beloved uncle because my wolf seems to mislike his smell. Yes. And Kat's like, yo, you didn't listen to me about Theon. Fucking listen to me now. Send this man away. And Rob again is like, oh, should I have him sniff all my nights? Yes, you fucking should. Yeah, but Kat should. says, any man Grey Wind mislikes is a man I don't want close to you. There are These wolves are more than wolves, Rob. You must know that. I think the gods sent them. Your father's gods. The old gods of the north. And we learn the Why disconnect. He, yeah, he, he used to think the same until Brandon Rickon. Yeah, he had Theon to go up there and supposedly kill them. And so now all of a sudden... So is this... Does this show how little connection he has with Grey Wind? I think this is showing, like, 
the the severance of it. I think this is a different version of Lady. Well, there's different ways the connection can die, and because uh, John and Ghost, like they feel Shaggy Dog and Summer, yes, or at least know that they're not dead. And Grey Wind, and Grey Wind, yeah, even. they feel and him. So Grey Wind should feel them as well. I'm that sure would make he does. sense. Yeah, and so if he connected with Grey Wind, he would see that Summer and, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would at least know. No, they're not actually dead. They're not. And it seems as though he's trying to suppress that he's trying if if rob has the warding ability yeah which true. we don't know we, yeah we've always just assumed based but on the... you know if, if he might be trying to suppress it or not give into it and warg anymore and yeah it it seems like it's this it's this is the downfall of of how star right this is rob's disconnect and it seems very to me similar to lady and there was that quote where when one goes into Big piles of man rock. It's hard to find the path back out. Right, right. And this is this could be one of the examples of that. Is Rob became a king, and he forgot his, you know, uh, relationship, his attraction, his connection with this wolf, and how much that made him made a king. him a king. Right. It gave him the power of the old kings, and he's now kind of turning his back on that and giving up into the more lavish, marrying who he wants with the power, commanding the lords. Rob made a terrible decision regarding Edmure, and that's not debatable. Absolutely. He should have informed him him At the bare minimum, like, I specifically need need to not go in the West. There's no reason to withhold that. Like, I mean, yes, yelling at him for doing this, but he didn't know. You commanded him to hold River Run, and there were men encroaching on River Run's lands. You could have absolutely said, listen, defend, but do not... Do I not need, engage. I need do him to cross. Do not openly engage. Defend yourself if attacked at River Run, but do not send any right. active battalions out but, yet. So, yeah, they, they, they go upstairs. Fine. They, yeah, they go and... Um, well, he does agree to send... Uh, Sir Rolf away right. just to ease her mind and says that she's suffered enough, and she gives him a kiss on the cheek, and for just this split second in time he's her son again and not the king but then they enter the audience chamber rob sits takes off his crown cat rings for wine edmure is filling the blackfish's ear of tales of the stone mill when blackfish cuts him off and says i think we've heard enough of your boasting nephew boasting uncle whatever do you mean and blackfish tells him yeah if i were rob i would have beaten your ass in front of everyone basically you should be thankful that rob was willing to put on that mummer show just to keep you fucking somewhat loved by your people here you fucking son of a bitch is no one to win glory but the young wolf did i steal some victory meant for you rob your grace, Rob, corrects him icily. So, we get the breakdown. Edmure was commanded to hold River Run no more. They wanted Tywin to go west so that they could circle down, get in between him and King's Landing. Stannis would have won, would have rid them of Joffrey, Cersei, and potentially the Imp all in one fell swoop, and a peace could have been arranged. Yo, I don't think that that's crazy at all. Dude, that's a dope-ass plan. I think that had Rob been able to parlay with Stannis, because they absolutely would have parlayed. Yes. Yes. Stannis would have either accepted two options, I believe. Uh, 
the North segregating and becoming one kingdom. I don't know if he'd be comfortable so. with that. Uh, I think there's potential in that. Otherwise, Rob kneeling, and I don't think it would be crazy to think that Rob would be willing to do it. Right. Um, because, because Stannis would return the kids. That's the only reason Because he it's going to be normal. Right. It's going to be, no, you fought against them. Yeah, you didn't bow to me initially. You did hold them. You're willing see, to do I it now. See, I can even see... See, Melisandre adds the wild card, but I could even see Stannis consenting to him. You know, while you're in your kingdom, sure, they can call you the king of the north all they want. But when when you're in my court, you know who the fuck is boss type thing. And and yeah, here's your sisters. Go rebuild your home. Like, get your fucking shit in order. Take care of the Boltons. Get them in line type thing. Yeah, it's a dope plan. We learn that Edmure delayed Tywin just long enough for riders to reach him from Bitterbridge. Tywin immediately turned his host and found Mace Tyrell and his two sons in ships waiting to ferry them to the mouth of Blackwater Bay where they took Stannis in the rear. And Cat thinks... Is this what took Littlefinger so long to get back? Was he one of the riders from Bitterbridge? I think so, yeah. Do you think Littlefinger just dipped up there real quick? I think he was... Yeah, I think he absolutely wanted to be the one to kind of like show up in Tywin's camp. And be like, or he was on the boat with Mace being like, what up, Tywin? Hey, Tywin, I sent my riders up to meet you. Absolutely, Littlefinger was somewhere in that midst, yep. And Catelyn thinks, shit, if Rob had to fall into the arms of a woman, why couldn't it be Marjorie fucking Tyrell? Now. Power couple. Yes. Why can't, who's to say Jane Westerling isn't similar? I mean, obviously, house and power, but using... Because Marjorie knows how to play the game. She would absolutely be capable of easily swooning Rob Stark. Like, who are we kidding? Rob Stark would not stand a fucking chance if Marjorie was like, I'm going to be your queen. He'd be like, yes, you are. Of course you are. I mean, Duh. right. And so... He's so young, he was a virgin, most likely. Catelyn doesn't know Marjorie's a player. Right. To but, her, she's well, just for a her, shy young Well, for her, it's the power and the beauty. Right. Yeah, beauty. High she saw, she met her that, you know. Well, no, friendly. she's literally saying Jane Westerling is a shy young maid. Like, that's what Ma- Marjorie is when I saw her in camp, except she has a fucking house that could Why aid Why couldn't us. it be like, this right. shy young It's maid. not like anything to do with playing the game. Well, for it's... me, that's what I think is Martin is saying, like, we are going to see both of them are actually capable players, potentially. I think things. Jane, if anything, is more of a unwilling pawn. She's not the one that's actually conspiring. I could see she actually has feelings for Rob and was just doing as was told. And was but then like, developed... he's cute, he's a king, like, that's cool, but then was probably forced to seduce him. Like, I mean, it's a dark, dark world. That's right, what I'm right. thinking is, yeah, she was, Jane might not have a say Victim in this. Victim of circumstance. Yeah. That's where I, and her like, family I, I is feel like more like doing that. it. Like, she's all in yep. with him. Like where actually, they're outside, they're like, nope, you're going to give him this uh, for his wound and this for his wound. Now almost where we're there. kind of looking at them as the Rhaegar Lyanna, but in reality, it is the Rhaegar and Lyanna where they do actually feel for each other. I, I don't even know if it's they feel for it. Like, it could be not at all that Jane feels anything for Rob. She's just doing her duty as commanded. I mean, she doesn't really show anything to me here at all that expressly says she cares for Rob or, I mean, she says she's going to try to be a good wife and wise queen, but, you know, words are wind. But it's, 
Yeah, it's interesting. The Marjorie Tyrell thought, what a power couple that would be. But Rob says the next battle will come very soon once Joffrey is wed. Tywin will take the field again against me. And Kat's like, yeah, well, before you be taking the field against Tywin, you need to get your ass back up to Winterfell. Yeah. Because if you have no home and men who ravage your family and your home like that are free to walk, you might as well take that fucking crown off and fling it in the river, boy. Because nobody's going to fucking follow you whatsoever. And she can tell that Rob is not used to people talking to him like that anymore. But she says, hang Theon in a crow's cage to die slowly and retake our home. And he says, well, last we heard, Sir Roderick had defeated some iron men near Torren Square and was assembling to retake Winterfell. He may have already done it. Roderick's dead. Roderick is dead at that point. Well, when they, after he took it, that's when Ramsay fell on him, was after the, the battle, pretending to be there to help. Yeah. Savage. So they, they realized that they, they needed to figure out how they were going to do that. And in order to do that, they kind of need to cross the twins. Yeah, and to do that. And Rob says, we must win back the phrase. With them, there's a chance. Without, I see no hope. I will give Lord Walder whatever he requires. Honors, lands, golds, title. There's got to be something that would soothe his pride. Oh, there is something. Someone. That's what it said. Someone. Right. <sighs> yeah, he's that someone. I mean... You fucked up, Rob. You fucked up, Rob. Uh, Edmure fucked up a little bit, and we give him a hard, hard time, but th- Rob should have said... No, this one's on Rob. Like All the way. I mean, the glory shit is obnoxious, and that's you know what Edmure's about, but like, if you had told him... I'm sure he would have not probably done it. He right. may have, and then you have a ever reason to fucking scorn him, but then you can just straight up deal with it as someone who disobeyed your orders outright and not having to do a mummer's farce of a show of praising him when really all you want to do is fucking strangle him. It makes you look weak. It just makes Rob's court well, look weak. Well, we know that at this point... He's he's falling apart. Well, that's he's this. Th- that's what this chapter is. Is here's the unraveling, the complete unraveling. Now it everything. Begins here. Yeah, yeah. Car Stark is storming out. We see that they're heading to the the twins, the the place that you know they're going to die at. Yeah, both of these two. All like it's the Blackfish survives. Edmure survives, but he's not, he's in prison. Catelyn, like, it's <laughs> just unsurvives. Yeah, she comes back. Anyway, Yay, epilogue. Uh, anything to <laughs> no, let's, say? No, uh, let's we go ahead and convene. And All right. We'll get our inductees. We'll catch you over there. What up, counselors? We're here to do some inducting. That was a cool word. I like that. That was sweet. Yes. So, you got an inductee for this, Catelyn. Two of a storm of swords. Yeah, I decided after. Having just realized it during that that discussion before the we convened here, Littlefinger, because he had some involvement here, and I I really believe that that if it wasn't him specifically, it was a writer specifically sent by him right. 
to go and inform Tywin and his forces, yo, the Tyrells who are doing this. Stannis is on his way. We need to fucking move. And so for being fucking everywhere. And his name isn't really mentioned at all in that story. You just have to recall that he was sent to Bitterbridge. And we constantly heard from Tyrion, why is he taking so long? That's what makes me think that maybe it was actually him that slipped up there. So we'll have to pay attention to some Tywin talk Mm -hmm. later throughout the rest of the storms. Hell yeah, little finger slipping around in the shadows. Little, little, little finger. It's dope. Yep. Mine is going to Lord Rickard Karstark. Oh. Because, I mean, literally, his last name is Karstark. He named his son Eddard. Like, this dude... North to the core! ...is, like, connected to your family. Like, he's almost an extension of it. And yet... They, they literally are right. that. And <laughs> there is just... There's no forethought. Like, and... He's he was like, I mean, yeah, he's pissed, but like, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? His two sons were killed, and the man who killed them, they had, they had him at their mercy. He wasn't. Rickard Karstark wasn't going over there every day and beating the shit out of him to, to like within an inch of Jamie's fucking right, life. Right. He was happy knowing that he was a prisoner, a captive, right, and suffering their in chains as he should be. Uh, you know, whatever, and. Yeah, and then the unraveling now, I mean, he remains loyal. He didn't, you know, fucking throw his sword at Rob's feet and say, fuck you here and storm out. He just stormed out. He's like, he's going to cooling off. He Kind of. He's going to brutally murder two children, but, you know. I mean, whatever. Shit happens. But he's, he wanted Eddard and he got Rob, and he got robbed. And so, yeah, Rickard sure. Karstark, because he, like, he put his faith in the wrong Stark, because he thought that, I guess, Rob, and he did. Rob seemed to emulate Ned, and then, I mean, he is to a fault. And then he turned he's into got, Brandon. But he's got the boneheadedness of that, I'm going to do what the honorable thing is. Right, he's got the Ned in him where he wants to be honorable, but he's too hot-headed, too young, too right. brash. Uh, right, to ever actually be the Ned. Yeah. When John's much more of a Ned. Right. John is much more of that. And that's what it is. That. Rickard Karstark wanted a Ned, and I guess he got a Brandon. Yeah. And so. Karstark, I like Karstark it. for, tight, tight. yeah, and I, just the way Cat, self-righteous as fuck, too, turns on him. It might buy life for mine. You're a fool. You're an absolute fool Not understanding to think the repercussions that. of Rob not punishing you in any way, like you getting off right. like that, and just to, to yeah, absolutely. Sweet. So we also did, of course, get some emails from our Fuck yeah, we did. Our wonderful listeners. I will start out with Karen wrote in and gave us her cat inductee. And so her, her take on the chapter. Oh, Rob, you sweet summer child. I know you looked up to your dad, who was the Honorable Ned Stark, but remember he got killed. <laughs> Sometimes you need to do something your father wouldn't have, like fuck Jane but not marry her? I mean, how can you be mad at your mom for letting Jamie go when what you did was just as bad? Hey. Inductee, the dire wolves. Fuck yes. Cat thinks the wolf. The wolf is not here. Where is Grey Wind? That's Rob's biggest sin right there Dude, for me, right? is Grey Wind's fuck. out in the yard. She knows how important the wolves are to her children. Mm. She saw Sinner protect, uh, Summer protect <laughs> Bran, and she wants Grey Wind with Rob always. So... Let's bring them all in. All of them. Grey Wind, Rob's top advisor and fiercest warrior. Lady taken too soon, but a lady until the very end. Curtsy. Nymeria, as fierce and strong as her human counterpart, heading to her own wolf pack and saves Cat so she can become Fuck Lady yes, she Stark. does. Drags her out the river. 
Summer, the first evidence of warging that we know of. He protects Bran and his traveling companions. And if the show is to be believed, he will give his life for him as well. Shaggy Dog, for being the best named puppy on the block. He's got wild green eyes, just like me, and he's got what might be the most powerful Stark with him. And Ghost, what can I say that I haven't before? Ghost is everything. Ghost is life. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for... Uh, Always giving us some great duckies. Yeah, all I mean, of them, man. I love it. Everybody gets a puppy to snuggle with tonight. Oh, Barrack's gonna be upset. He gets to snuggle with one too. <laughs> like hook him up with Nymeria. Eh, he couldn't handle Nymeria. We of course got a raven from the Dreadfort. Corey says, "Hey guys, instead of winter is coming, the Stark should use hypocrites are coming." I swear the Stark men are getting dumber by the generation. Why wouldn't Rob explain his strategies to Edmure? Shame on you, Blackfish, for not better counseling. And keep that damn wolf beside you at all times. Love is not always wise would be perfect for his tombstone. I love that. Catelyn, you denied Lord Karstark his vengeance, but vengeance for your boys is acceptable. Thank you. And releasing Jamie for love is okay, but Rob marrying Jane for love is not. Give your head a shake. <laughs> Like <laughs> Go give your balls a tug. Did I really enjoy the chapter? But I really did enjoy the chapter. My inductee is Greywind for being a lone wolf killing machine. Dude, he fucked up so many people. Hell yes. Octros and everything. Dude, that's so, sick. Uh, good luck with the upcoming election. The North will be watching. The election will be... It is, it is election day uh, by the here, time you're yeah, hearing this. this so hopefully day. there will be some... Good news. Good news for the world. But, it's not just for us. It's the whole planet, man. Yeah. Like, thank you, Corey. Uh, we appreciate I, it. I actually, I, I think the world will be watching this one with interest. Uh, great inductee. I also, uh, I really liked your your point. I wanted to make a point on what you said. Get your shit together. Uh, You're a mess. Yeah, I lost it. He fucking loses everything. Oh, uh, Jamie. Uh, releasing Jamie for love is okay, but Rob marrying Jane for love is not. Uh, it just makes me think of Jamie's line, the things I do for love, and yeah, yeah. that it's applicable also to the Starks and not just Jamie. And so, Corey, you're rocking it up there, man. Killing a dog. So, from way up north in the Dread Fort, we will head way out east, I think. I don't know which way is closer, west? like far, No, I think it's really, really fucking far west. So, we're going to go east and head out to Essos oh, with yeah, our Essos. buddy Julian. Hey, boys of the Trident. Why not, he says. Uh, <laughs> feels good to read Catelyn meeting again with one of her children. Sweet Rob, who got married like an idiot. Sweet Rob. <laughs> Sweet boy. Between that and the explanation of why Edmure's moves were a disaster after all, this chapter is a festival of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to induct both Rob and the Blackfish for the very good plan they had built to trap the Lannisters. Mm. Really a shame it didn't work. But I'm going to go another direction. I want you to give us a little history lesson. Oh, fuck. Because I, I read Fire and Blood so long ago, I don't remember the story of my inductee today. The first Jane Westerling. I remember why she did... Uh, I remember she did great things, but can't recall what, how, why. Freshen my memory, please. Have a nice one and good luck. Valar Jane Harris. Can do for you, buddy. I did a little research before we came into this. And so she really didn't do great things necessarily. She uh, was just a plain Jane. I get it. Um, who was a widow. Her husband died when right after he got her pregnant. And she went to the 
capital to marry King Magor, was it? Or Agor? Magor the yep. first. Yep. Uh, because he, he requested her for some specific reason. Uh, she married him along with two other women and was known as one of the Black Brides. One of the six wives of his in total. Yeah, yeah. And Creepy. so her baby died shortly after it was born. A few it was months. deformed as Yeah, fuck. missing arms and legs. Privates and of both a girl and a boy. Not the first... Uh, and Jane herself died soon after. Yeah, and so it doesn't look too great. The uh, uh, I thought she just died before, wasn't it? Nope. Jane, uh, according to the Wiki of Ice and Fire, uh, Jane herself died soon after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it is in 48 AC, Tyanna of the Tower confessed to having poisoned Jane's child of, in the womb. And so if you would like to, and uh, one of the more interesting bits I thought is that it is interestingly said that Jane was married to Lord Alan Tarbeck. She was widowed when Alan died beneath the Battle of the God's Eye in 43 AC. Jane was pregnant when her husband died and gave him a posthumous son a few months later. Now, there is a theory out there called the Pup in the North theory, yeah. which is that Rob did indeed get Jane pregnant before the Red Wedding occurs, and he has her sent away. There's also a lot of business about an heir talk and some documents being signed as being named Rob's heir. This could potentially be a callback, callback call to that. To this. Uh, this, the, the first Jane Westerling gave birth to her first husband's son after he died. Uh, and, I mean, scarily, potentially even the Magor one where someone poisons the child in right, her womb right. and makes it... And, I mean, Lady Stoneheart? Who knows, dude? Like, like, I mean, she could hate the well, girl. Well, if, if these two tie together, it could be a Lady Stoneheart-type deal, especially if there is signed paperwork naming John as the rightful heir to Winterfell. Right. Um, so, yeah, I could see that as being something pretty cool. Uh, it definitely aligns with Bruce Bolton being a vampire. Anyway. Yeah. That's your history lesson that's, for today. That's the Brotherhood <laughs> Without Manners history lesson for the day. Anyway, thank you for writing in, all of you. We yeah. love it so much. If you would like to write in with your inductees, you can do so as well. You can hit us up on our email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. You can go and just check out our website, which is brotherhoodwithout.com. Um, rate us, review us, subscribe, like, all that stuff. Anywhere you can find us, we're on all the good places. Twitter at Manners Without and at Carstark92. Carstark, look at that. Hey. But with a C, because that's actually the name. Yeah. But uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. We have the private, uh, private Facebook group, which you can gain access to through Patreon. We have started started you can expect some dunkin egg content yeah patreoners uh on our facebook group there go ahead and send us in dunkin egg inductees where as i said we're we're doing hedge night first and breaking it into three parts so uh One, two three go ahead and send us your thoughts on that and we will be sure to shout you out in the patreon episode itself of as well course. um but yeah we're getting ready to lay that down very soon so the sooner you get those to us the better your chances of making it into part one are and uh so you can expect those 
to be released very very soon. Yeah, gonna, I think uh, within the next week or so we're gonna knock them out pretty quick have... succession and try to get them out to you because we know Patreon has been lacking. They've been so content. And so yeah, look forward to that. And then next episode we're reading John two of a Soma Swords. Yeah, so get us con- your inductees for those as well. Uh, until then, Valada Harris. Peace. Peace.